Uh, hi, my name is Sydney. I'm an AmeriCorps service member, and I work at the Corbin School of Innovation. Healthy Minds Alliance is an innovative AmeriCorps program managed by Health 360 that engages AmeriCorps members of all ages and backgrounds to meet critical mental health needs in communities served by their host sites. AmeriCorps members serving with the Healthy Minds Alliance receive a stipend during their 10-month service term and upon completion of their service term receive an education award which can be used to repay qualified student loans and to pay current educational expenses at eligible institutions of higher education and training programs. If you're interested in becoming an AmeriCorps member or would like information on how your organization could become a host site, please see our show notes for information on how to apply. Welcome, current, former, future AmeriCorps service members. My name is Michael, and I will be your host for today's Healthy Minds Alliance podcast. And I'm also a currently serving AmeriCorps member. Joining me today is Sydney, who is a current AmeriCorps member working at the same place I do, the Corbin School of Innovation. Sydney, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I'm very excited as well. Uh, as we always do here, we'll start by asking a little bit about you, who you are. Uh, you know, this can be outside of AmeriCorps, outside of your work, just whatever you want to share with strangers on the internet about awesome. yourself. I am originally from far eastern Kentucky, so I grew up about two and a half hours away from Corbin because that's where our school is located. Mm-hmm. And that was a unique experience getting to grow up in the in the eastern part of the state. Um, and then I moved for school um, and I went to the University of the Cumberlands and I recently graduated. I interned at the School of Innovation in my senior year and you guys were so nice to offer me a job. So <laughs> I said, yes, please. And now I work here as support staff and as an AmeriCorps member. Well, I had absolutely nothing to do with it, but I'll take credit for yep. bringing you on. Uh, so do let me ask. So you mentioned uh, you're from southeast, more southeast Kentucky, because yep. I tell people that I live in southeast Kentucky yep. here in Corbin. But my mom's family is actually from like Perry, Hazard, Hyden area. Yeah. So where are you from originally in broad terms? Yeah, I'm from Johnson County originally, which is about an hour south of West Virginia. So oh, okay. I lived just outside of the West. My mom lives in West Virginia now. She moved okay. um, there. Just kind of made sense for her for work. But I grew up pretty much on the West Virginia border. Okay. Yes. Because again, I my mom's family is from that area, but you're even still further east yeah. than that. All right. Excellent. So you are serving with AmeriCorps. Mm-hmm. You're only a few months into your service term. Yes. Much like me, we work at the school like kind of part-time-ish and then we yeah. do AmeriCorps kind of full-time-ish. It's weird. Uh, but how did you get into AmeriCorps? What was it actually brought you into that process or program? So I first heard about AmeriCorps when I was reaching out to the director of the human services program at UC. I talked to Dr. Jennifer Knuckles because I said, I want to work with teens. And at the time, I was really interested in working with women. So I was like, I want to work with teens and girls. And she was like, well, maybe like the school would be a good place to start because we talked about doing clinical, but that has its own barriers. So she mentioned AmeriCorps and that one of the that she knew one of the AmeriCorps service members at the Corbin High School mm-hmm. um, who works for the Frisk, Frisk department. So she knew about Frisk AmeriCorps. Um, and when I came here and started interning, Mr. Daniels, our principal, was like, we should have an AmeriCorps opening next year for Healthy Minds Alliance. And I didn't know what it was until he kind of filled me in. And I just graduated with psychology and human services. So it just kind of made sense mm-hmm. that I flowed into this direction because I liked the school and I like the energy that exists here. And it did take everything nicely for my degree and put it in a cute little bow in, in a box for me. So right, Fantastic. Well, I'm glad, again, I'm really glad that kind of worked out. 
Now I've had Carrie on, I've had Sarah on mm-hmm. who both work here and Sarah was actually the mayor Corps before you. Yep. So we've kind of talked a little bit about what the school of innovation does already, but it's always nice to get a different perspective. So for anyone who's listening, generally when you're an AmeriCorps service member, you are attached to a host site and then the the service that you do is for that host site and helping to sort of promote their mission into the community. We are a school, which is a little bit different than some of these. But what is it about the School of Innovation that has attracted you? Are you excited about what you're doing here? Or just tell me a little bit about what you do at the School of Innovation. Yeah. So when I worked at the high school, I was with their mental health counselor at the time and I would sit in on sessions and I would also go help in the Frisk department, um, which is Family Youth Resource Service Center. And I would provide resources to kids like clothes or hygiene products. And it was kind of like a last minute email that Carrie had sent to my then supervisor. And she was like, we need help. And so I really did a lot of work here because I'm the youngest sibling and I have no awareness of working with children. And this school is K through 12. So I was so nervous about working with little kids because mm-hmm. I've never been around kids. It's just not something that I was aware of. So I was so nervous. And then I got here and everyone's so happy and chill. And I like the flexibility that SOI provides because I see the the way that we conduct our school and we conduct our interactions with other people. And it just makes me happy that we're willing to work with people instead of against people. And I know from my personal experiences in high school, like I struggled with traditional public school and I was like, man, like I wish I had that kind of support that exists here. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I'm one of those people that's like, I want to take my challenges from the past and grow from them and then be able to make life better for the people who come after me. Mm -hmm. So I liked that element of SOI. And when I interned here, I was given classes to teach, which was exciting, which I didn't really have that kind of direct student interaction at the high school. None of the kids really knew me. I didn't really have that kind of close connection. Today, I was walking kids to breakfast and they were like, you're not in the yearbook for last year. And I was like, yeah, I didn't work here. I was an intern. <laughs> um, so I was able to build connections with with the students here. I teach social emotional learning lessons. Last year, I used the second step curriculum. And this year, I'm getting to explore and use some different curriculum, kind of make my own, Mm. kind of feel it out. But I predominantly do social emotional learning. and I do it with K through 12. So I get to see all of the students, which Mm -hmm. is very exciting. So that's kind of a little bit of what I do as support staff here. Okay, And it's something I've talked about in other shows. And and I don't want to shy away from that when you serve in whatever mm-hmm. capacity, but specifically with us through Health 360 and the Healthy Minds Alliance, like we get a benefit. You know, mm-hmm. we, we are serving a, a host site, but when we get a stipend, but till we get life experience, mm-hmm. and I know not everyone has the flexibility to do those sorts of things, but if you can, like you're getting a chance to explore what you hope to do for your full-time career in, in this environment. And I just, again, I just want to highlight that for anyone who is thinking about maybe wanting to serve with AmeriCorps or some other organization. There are benefits to it as well. Not the host site gets something, obviously, but we also as uh, as members get something from it as well. Now, you also talked about taking challenges that you live through and trying mm-hmm. to help people in front of you. I've used similar language when I talk about the youth mental health first aid that I yeah. teach. You know, I clearly had depression and anxiety as a kid, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know how to, the vocabulary to express it. Uh, and I'm not saying you have that as well, but that leads me into you also are a youth mental health first aid instructor. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the process of getting trained. And then we've done a few classes together now. So talk to me about that. Yeah. So I was trained the first week of school, which was like middle to end of September. It was really scary. Mm-hmm. Like, cause they, the way you get certified is that they tell you have to do um, a teach back. Mm-hmm. So they show you the curriculum. You talk a lot about 
breaking it down and you learn the skills necessary to teach it. And then they're like, now you have to teach us, the experts, on how to do it. And if you pass, awesome job. If you don't, well, you got to do it again. And I was so scared that I was not going to do well. The actual training experience itself, you really do become close with the people that you train with. Like I felt very connected to both my two instructors and all of the people that I ended up working with uh, closely in the training. We all kind of felt attached to each other. I don't know. We felt like friends by the Mm. end of it. So that was really nice. You went through something together. Yeah, Yeah. because it really is. It's three days and you're with them nine to five every day. It really is a dedication of our time and energy as well as hearing from multiple people from across the world. I ended up having like a long, full-on conversation with someone from Michigan. I've never been to Michigan, (laughs) but I learned a lot about Michigan. So that experience was really interesting. And I was very excited that the Teach Back went well. And I think that it's a great tool Mm -hmm. to develop skills and see if you're practically ready to be in that kind of classroom environment. I had some previous teaching experience, but with like college freshmen. So I wasn't aware of talking to like adults. So when we started doing training and I was working with adult people who are probably more certified than me, I was like, ah, this is a little scary. Mm -hmm. So that first one, I was like, man, I'm sweating. My palms are sweaty, but it ended up going really well. I kind of worry that I talk very fast when I'm nervous, but Luckily, I have a great co-host who is uh, willing to kind of help support me along the way and Mm -hmm. put the stuff in there when I needed. So definitely, if you're a new AmeriCorps member listening, if you're Healthy Minds Alliance and you're doing these trainings, rely on your your co-host because they're here for you. (laughs) Again, partnership makes the dream work. Absolutely. Now, we did, both of us did our trainings virtually, Mm -hmm. I think, because I was getting trained still kind of in the height of COVID. I don't know if it's still like traditional that they do it virtual. I assume it's easier and it's cheaper mm-hmm. for everybody because you don't have to fly or drive somewhere. But I believe in the past when you got certified, it was an in-person thing. I think there are still options for that. Exactly. But anyone listening, if you know if you end up joining and you become trained, there's I would say you're probably going to get virtual, mm-hmm. which is it's different. It works. But I, I think I would prefer an in-person uh, just because I prefer teaching the, the classes in person. But uh, Zoom, it works works well enough, but I, I, I miss that, that sort of energy transfer that happens when you're in a room full of people and you can see people nodding their head mm-hmm. or you can like see when someone's not quite with you. I just think it helps as, for, as a facilitator to, to be able to monitor a little bit easier that way. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is what it is. Uh, I also was very nervous. I, I have a lot of facilitation training through my career, but I've never actually been a teacher. I have no teaching training. Yeah. Um, I I have two young boys, 13 and 12 now, but for years I said I didn't want kids. Like it was like a thing with my wife and I, like we're never having kids, we're never having kids. Uh, and then her sister had a kid and now suddenly she wanted a kid. Yeah. So now I have kids. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I also still get a little bit like, I, I don't really know how, like I know how to treat my kids because I like yeah. throw them on the ground and like I treat them like puppies, like I yeah. rub their faces <laughs> and bellies and I tickle them. Uh, but I wouldn't want to do that with other kids because I don't, you know. Right. So there's still a little bit of nervousness for me being around kids all the time, but I, it, they make it so easy to love them. Oh yeah. Because they are so loving uh, that it does kind of, you know, I have say I have a cold heart. They've definitely melted my heart here in the school. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of jumping around between topics, but I did want to talk more about the youth mental health first yeah. aid because we have had a chance to do a couple trainings mm-hmm. together. Uh, you did mention, you know, like, because that's funny because I actually talk fast too. I have to consciously be yeah. aware of that. Uh, but is there anything about the first couple trainings that, again, maybe for someone who else is a little shorter time in the program who maybe haven't done a training yet, any other feedback that you would give or suggestions, tips, tricks, anything like that? I would say to take a deep breath. Um, 
and relax. Also eat beforehand. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have early morning drop-off duty here. So the way that I typically do our, our trainings is that I come in, work breakfast, and then I leave after breakfast. So I'm usually getting back to my home where I do the trainings right as you're logged on and, and things mm. are getting going. So sometimes when we break for that first time, I have to like go put a toaster strudel in <laughs> or do something really quick. So I'm like starving. So eat beforehand if you have the ability to do so, because being hungry while doing okay. them is not as good as you think it would be. That is a very like blue collar uh, tip and trick. I think that people definitely should keep in mind. I, I would add to that. If you're doing classes in person, have snacks yes. for your, I call them students, participants, whatever you want to call them. Because we've done a few in person, uh, particularly at local colleges. I was in college. I know how it is. So yeah. uh, snacks, you know, healthy snacks, granola bars, water, that kind of thing. But definitely provide that for your participants as well as for yourself. It does a lot of hard content, too. So it's hard to digest that, especially if you haven't eaten anything. Cause you're heightened anyway if you're right. hungry. So very, very good uh, tip to have to, to eat something and make sure everyone has eaten something. Absolutely. And then I would say um, another tip, because we, we ran into this once when we did a training, mm-hmm. we kind of ran a little long. And, you know, the, there's a lot of material in the training and then even the PowerPoint can kind of time you and help you guide with what you're doing. But you never know where you're going to get stuck with maybe a question that comes up or one of the group discussions runs a little bit long or it sparks conversation, which is great. We want to facilitate that because that's where the learning happens. But you also have to be conscious of, oh, we took 10 extra minutes here. How can we, you know, speed up? Because you don't, don't want to shortchange anything in the training. Right. It's all valuable. But where can we cut? Where can we speed up? Where can we gloss over? And really, you probably need to do one, mm-hmm. either yourself or with your partner. If you have that flexibility to just do like a dry run by yourselves in a room, mm-hmm. it's a full day, basically. But I think it would be valuable because we definitely learn from that first one. And you know, we're making adjustments. But for sure. I, I absolutely loved in the trainings. It's like my favorite part of my service is doing those trainings because it's just so important to me as a, as you know, have some lived experience with that. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, now you've been in with a program for a few weeks mm-hmm. or a few months now, actually, uh, you know, we, you have time cards you have to do, yes. you have hours you have to get in. That's sort of the stressful part for some people. I would agree. So, so tips and tricks for someone who's getting ready to sign up, getting ready to start, any advice, things that you wish you knew two months ago that you're now navigating? I tend to be very, I'm also an anxious person. I'm a fidgeter. I did not like doing onboarding, but it's okay. <laughs> um, it's, it was very overwhelming for me to have to do all that. And I've done onboarding before, but the way that AmeriCorps does onboarding was a little unique for me. Uh, the America Learns dashboard in general was kind of a learning curve for me and providing the information that they, that they asked for was something that provided me stress. But now that it's over, everything is great. Everything is good. <laughs> Definitely reach out to your contact person. For us, that's Emily. Mm-hmm. She was a phenomenal asset in getting everything ready. I know you have to get fingerprinted. Um, I was out of town and I needed to get the fingerprinted. So I was in a state like eight hours away and got fingerprinted oh, wow. in North Carolina <laughs> because I was like, this has to be in so I can start my service. But I was out of town. So she's very flexible. She was like, yeah, that's fine. So definitely reach out if you need help with that as well. I tend to be terrible at putting in the timesheets. <laughs> I am one of those people. I hate it. I'm de- bad. Well, I don't hate it. There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm bad at remembering to do right. it. So I have to make a conscious effort to put a reminder on my phone to say, oh, it's Saturday or it's Monday whenever I decide to turn it in. Please turn it in. Because the amount of emails that I get, they're like, hey, can you please submit your time? <laughs> they're very nice about it, but they yes. are very insistent because it is a it is an important part oh, of the absolutely. process for them. But yeah, I, I used to get those as well. I think it's very common. Yeah. 
especially if, if you are a, I want to say a younger person that maybe this is your first kind of job experience, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's new. You're not clocking yeah. in like at a job where you punch up time card. You just have to like notate your time or like mark when you came, when you went to break, breakfast or lunch or breaks or whatever. So it can be a bit of a process, but like anything, I think once you have that process in place of when you do this, when you do that, it becomes easy, but it was also an issue for me as well. Yeah. And at first I was trying to like find a good system to write down my hours because since you're not clocking in every day, I have to have like a written down track of, of my hours. If I yep. don't, I don't remember what I worked. So I, I have this planner and I had never opened it before because I've never <laughs> been a planner person and now I'm a planner person. Yep. So I write down worked AmeriCorps and then I put the time that I work and it's very helpful. If I had to put a tip in there, that would be my tip is Again, to use a planner. That is a very good boots on the ground kind of type of tip. So yes. I appreciate that. So really, that's kind of all those, you know, structured questions I have, but I always want to give people a chance because you knew we were going to talk today. We've been trying to plan this for a while. And were there any like situations, experiences, anything that you're like, man, I hope I get a chance to talk about this. So just pretend I asked the perfect question for you to give me the answer you wanted to give me and then just give me the answer. Oh, I do get a lot of unique (laughs) opportunities because I am AmeriCorps here. Um, I had the opportunity to write a grant for the first time. So I did that this week. I submitted the draft. Um, I'd never written a grant before, but our principal was like, here is this for you. Because whenever we had a conversation, he kind of pulled me in and he was like, what do you want to learn from this job? And I kind of told him a little bit. And I just mentioned grant writing offhandedly. And he was like, oh, you wanted to do that. Here you go. (laughs) Enjoy that. Basically, the the school we are in only exists because Mr. Daniels is really good at writing grants. Like everything that this school does was grant based because Mr. Daniels is like, I can do a grant for that. And he's very successful at it. So he is very good at yeah, it. Uh, so if you're going to learn from anyone, he would be the one to learn from. Oh, yeah. So that was a unique experience. I've also been able to explore curriculum and um, different programs. I had never heard of What Works Clearinghouse and other resources for evidence based programs. I think very evidence based now. I'm like, what can I do for kids that is evidence based and that has been proven? And then I think, how can we fund that? And luckily, Mr. Daniels has been very helpful in being like, I want you to get the most out of this experience. So I would say that in your AmeriCorps service, definitely take all of it in. Learn absolutely everything. Um, I now kind of know how to interact with young children. I still struggle with like the kindergartners just because... They are kindergartners, yeah. but like the first through third, I pretty much know how to how to navigate my way around that room and interact yeah. with with that age group. So I'm just trying to soak it all in, right? So try to. I feel very grateful to have this opportunity because I'm excited to learn. Mm-hmm. I, I I always say if I could be a professional student, I would. So I think AmeriCorps offers a really good way to be a professional student. <laughs> I mean, you kind of said it. I have never had a full time job before, so this is my first one. You be yeah. I've just been taking it all in and trying to learn as much as possible. As we bring this week's episode to a close, I want to once again say thank you to Sydney for joining me today and sharing a little bit about her experiences uh, with AmeriCorps and here at the School of Innovation. I hope you have enjoyed listening, and I hope you'll join us again next week when we have another amazing guest on to chat with. As a reminder, if you are interested in becoming a service member or you have questions about serving, or perhaps your organization would like to become a host site, We'll find information and links to follow in our show notes. 